Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink... Consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more. Only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply. Not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. Support for Gigpod is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Get 20% off plus free delivery with the code GIGPOD at manscaped.com. Hello and welcome to uh, Glasgow's Green GIGPOD special podcast Bonanza. I know we're doing the review of the season at the moment, but with the big news at Celtic, we had to grab the guy together of what's available today for a, a new episode and I'm joined by Spunkphone, how you doing mate? Hello there John, it's a pleasure to be speaking with you again I should say because we did have a few few technical issues first time around didn't we but um, no, pleasure to be speaking with you again. Thank you and we did, I know it's shocking for me to have technical issues but I did, for no fault of my own for once, have a technical malfunction but hopefully this will come through loud and clear for all our many fans. And the big news, of course, is that Ange Postecoglou has been appointed Celtic manager after all this time. And Spunkphone, like me, you must be relieved that finally, after months of talk, Celtic have a new manager. Oh, God, absolutely. I think, um, you know, it's taken 105. Yesterday was obviously the 106th day since Neil Lennon left the club. Um, it'd been an absolute farce, to be honest, the search for a new manager from beginning to end and... You know, depending on who you believe, there was obviously the three or, or six month pursuit of Eddie Howe um, that ultimately failed. So yeah, it is just a relief to have him in the door. I'm obviously still sceptical, as I think any fan is at this point, of the appointment. But ultimately, I, I, yeah, I think it is just a feeling of relief at this point for, for myself. And, and I suppose you feel the same as well, John. I, like you, I share a similar sort of scepticism. I mean, obviously, now that you see it, we'll get behind them and hope he put Celtic back to where we belong at the top of the Scottish Premier League. But no, I mean, it is just a relief. I mean, the last 12 months at Celtic have been a strain, let's put it kindly. And hopefully this is the start of something new that can rejuvenate the club. And what I thought I'd do is have a look at some of the things Ange said yesterday, and he's said a lot of stuff to Celtic TV and on Celtic's website. A couple of interesting things. He says, I always I have a clear idea of how I want my football teams to play, and that's to make sure our supporters don't sit down for 90 minutes. That's an important part, but it's also a formula that's worked for me to have success. I definitely want to entertain the faithful at Celtic Park and make sure they're excited about the way the team plays. But the ultimate goal is to make sure the team are successful. And he also said something today that I think we're going to talk about later, about using the academy players. But 
I mean, that those I know it's just like you can't really take that much into what read that much into what a manager says in their introductory press conference. I mean, that wasn't even a press conference; it was a, a Zoom interview. But as a promise and sign, at least that he does want to play attacking football. I mean. I don't want to harp back to last season, but I just can't imagine our old pal Lenny saying something like that. Or maybe that's just me. Yeah, no, I, I really liked um, some of the, the sound bites that we got fans yesterday, to be honest. And, and it was the same with, with some of what Don Mackay said, albeit I think there was a little bit more clarity maybe needed in one of the two things that that, that, um, that Don Mackay touched on, which I'm sure we'll come on to as well. But no, for Andrew, I think he spoke well enough there. Seemed like quite a, a down-to-earth guy as well. And as I say, there's obviously going to be scepticism around the appointment. We do obviously all wish him well. But no, I was enthused, I think, after listening to him speak yesterday to, to Jenny McCulloch. You know, I was I was definitely feeling a lot more a lot more confident about the, the appointment. Talking about Don McKay, there's actually some quotes uh, today where Ange has spoke about how his relationship with Don McKay is like already. He said... I've been in constant contact with the club chief executive and Dominic and I have a have already got a really good relationship going. He's given me a great outline of where the club's at at the moment and where the club's at at the moment and where the priorities are from a playing point of view and a staffing point of view. And this is an interesting part. From my perspective, when I get there, I'll have done a lot of work anyway because I really think from the moment I touch ground there, I'll get in amongst it and get as much information as possible so I can make the best decisions for the club moving forward. So I wonder what Mackay and uh, Ange spoke about, if it gave him a great outline of what the club's going at. I wonder if Dominic Mackay says to him, listen, everybody good's leaving, but we'll give you some of the money to get some new players in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's certainly interesting. I mean, I must say again, I'm, I'm relieved to, to hear that they've at least been having, you know, some contact in the background between him, himself and Dominic Mackay. Obviously, we don't know how much a role Peter Lowell's kind of played in the whole thing and, and we didn't really know, I suppose, how much a role Dominic McKay was, was playing in it but it, it seems as if him and Andrew struck up a good relationship so far hopefully that they've you know looked into the recruitment side of things because I think that is the, the major um, major factor here in determining whether Andrew's going to be a success or not and how long it will take as well for him to to really settle down and, and sort of get his, his team and his idea across as well. You know, you want to make sure that he's got the, the right tools for the job, the right players in the door. But yeah, again, it's, it's reassuring, I suppose, um, as much as we've all been been sceptical up to this point. It is interesting that he didn't really mention Peter Lowell, eh, Ange, and his comments. And it's just about like Don McKay and even talking to me. That shows that like from now on, this is like Don McKay. It runs the show. I mean, it was Don McKay that got interviewed yesterday on Celtic TV, Peter Lowell like, said a couple of comments, but then so did the chairman. I mean, I think from now on, whenever there's like, big news at Celtic, it'll be Don McKay that's in the spotlight. I mean, I know he doesn't technically start until the 1st of July, but the fact is, he's front and centre of the announcement. He's a guy that's been speaking to the new manager. I think from now on, this is like Dominic McKay that runs the show, and if and succeeds or fails, and we all hope and pray that he succeeds, I'll be Dominic McKay, I think, that I'll be getting neither the praise or the criticism. It won't be uh, Peter Lowell anymore. Dominic McKay is now the man that's going to play a huge part in what Celtic do going forward. And I think, like, this time next year, if Ange has been a big success, which we'll hope he is, then we'll all be lauding Dominic McKay, well, to an extent, because he kind of really will go overboard in football, like chairman or anything like that, or like football directors. And, of course, if it doesn't work out well, I think... People will be having a go at Lowell, but I think Mackay will be getting a lot of blame as well. So what they come up with 
before the start of the season, especially when you talk about recruitment, it's going to be massive. I mean, that is where, as you say, it will stand and fall. Recruitment is going to be huge. You know, it absolutely will be, and I'm I'm very interested to hear as to how much um how much sort of work and in, in discussion there's actually been on that side of things so far because. You know, Ansh is, is obviously coming in from Japan. He's going to have the, the isolation period that he's obviously got to, to undertake there. And um, you've just got to hope that even if he is, you know, working remotely, for example, whilst he's, he's isolating, um, you've got to hope that it will be on recruitment. And, and by the time that he is at Lennox Town, that we'll have one or two in the door because we're heading into some big games in July, the the start of the, the league season as well this season, um, or this upcoming season, I should say. It's the 31st of July, I believe, as well. So we've got to get down to recruitment right away. And, and really for Ange, going forward, I think he's got to kind of be trusted to bring in his own players. You know, we can't have another situation with, you know, for example, like we had with Ronnie Dyler, but he was, you know, getting players sort of thrown at him essentially off of, Peter Lawwell and really Ange has got to be the, the man I suppose when it comes to recruitment that, that makes the final decision and, and is the one in charge of, of recruiting these players Well see after reading the comments there for Ange, I'm starting to think that we might not bring in a director of football I mean I know that was a thought like for months I think they'd say like, I could even spoke to like recruitment people about getting a director of football in, I don't know now I mean as we said on the podcast that nobody will ever hear because of the technical difficulties, Ange is like the actual manager. He's not head coach. That is leaning to me thinking that he's going to be making all the decisions. And I think, I'm sure like he'll get some input for people at Celtic, or maybe about players in Scotland. Like, I don't know, maybe we should go for Doig or somebody, or Kevin Nisbet, or McCann at St. Johnson. But, I think that Ange is going to be a, play a big part in the recruitment process. I'm starting to think that that director of football thing won't be happening at all. What do you think? You know, I, I think, um, as I kind of touched on just at the, the start, and obviously yesterday as well on the, the podcast that no one will ever hear, that is a thing that I think we need clarity from, from the club and from Dominic Mackay as well, because ultimately, you know, the fans are the ones that are keeping Celtic afloat at the moment. Um, I, I know it's the same at... Most clubs, given obviously the difficulties that everyone's experienced with the pandemic, but um, I, I think we needed a bit more clarity yesterday, and I'm disappointed that we didn't get it, but hopefully we will maybe in the coming weeks as to if there is going to be a director of football or a, a sporting director, or whatever you like to call it. But it certainly seems, just, just taking the sort of job title at face value of football manager, that it probably will be the case that, that Ange is the one in charge of the entire football department without anyone sort of above him there between him and and, um, and Mackay, which it does worry me a little bit. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Again, not wanting to come off as, as too negative, but if, for example, Ange was to to fail and say we're sat here in six to 12 months' time and, and he's been sacked, you know, you're back to square one then. If if you've not restructured the the club and the football department as as they were making out they were going to do in the last sort of three to six months there, so I'm I'm interested to see what exactly this modern vision is that Don McKay kept touching on yesterday. I would like him to expand on it a bit there, but ultimately at the moment it it doesn't seem as if there is going to be a director of football or a sporting director, albeit you know things can change, and I'm I'm hopeful that there will be. To be honest, I, I do think that we need someone in there. And do you think that the new modern process at Celtic will include those wonderful guys, John Kennedy and Gavin Stratton? Because I've sort of changed my mind. Yesterday I wasn't sure about if they were going to be there. Now I'm thinking that they will be there. And they'll be there at the start anyway because they're going to have to take training before Ange gets here after the quarantines. 
So I think that for good or for bad, that Kennedy and Stratton will be part of uh, the club next season. And I'm not sure about that. I mean, I think John Kennedy's going to be tainted with last season. I mean, it wasn't just his fault, obviously. I mean, there was no lens for 99% of that. And I know that Brendan Rodgers is a huge fan of Kennedy and wanted to take him to Leicester with him, but it just didn't, he didn't impress when he took over the job. I mean, I don't think anybody could have impressed, really. I think Celtic were on such a, a terrible downward spiral last season. I think even if Eddie Howard came in for the last 10 games, he would have stunk up the joint. But I don't know. I mean, I, th- I can understand if they're kept on, really, just to give Angela an idea about Scottish football, but I'm not sure if that's the best idea. I mean, because I'm sh- I think if things start to go wrong, the fingers will get pointed at them just as much as Ange because of what happened last season. And I don't know, that really is, that'll be a really interesting thing to find out in the next couple of days, who his staff's going to be, if he's bringing people over for Japan, and if Kennedy and Stratton are going to hang around. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I would I would rather those two all day, I think, than, than Kevin Musket anyway, albeit that's, <laughs> that's certainly not going to happen now. So it's really not saying much for the two of them either, is it? If I'd rather them over, over Kevin Musket, and that's about it. But... Um, for me, I've said it for months now, so it'd be kind of hypocritical for me to turn around now and, and say otherwise, albeit they are definitely going to be there at the, the start of the pre-season because Ange will be isolating, but I, I really don't want to see the two of them kept on. Uh, I I just think, you know, the failure that they were a part of last season, and again, it's not fair to obviously attribute it to just John Kennedy and Gavin Strachan, but it will. The perception is that that, that, that will sort of follow them, and I just think that... that it needs freshened up. John Kennedy's been at the club for you know X number of years now. He's served under, I think this would be his fourth, possibly even his fifth manager that he's served under. So I just, in my opinion, it needs to be freshened up there. And, and I would definitely like to see Adams given the freedom to bring in his own backroom team, be it from Australia, from Japan. But I, I really I can't see any positives in, in keeping those two guys around any longer. Even if Kennedy had like won us the cup last season, let's say, and we'd went on a some sort of run in the last ten games, I still don't think people would have wanted him to stay. The vast majority, I mean, but I don't know. I think for the start, anybody will have to be here, striking and Kennedy to like take training, and we'll, we'll just take it for there. And it's interesting that uh, on Celtic's website, thinking about the players that are going to be here next season, they've got quite a lot of the players like talking about the appointment. Yesterday it was Carl McGregor and James Forrest. Today it's Stephen Welsh and David Tumble. That seems to be a sign to me that they four will be important players next season. Maybe I'm reading too much into that, but I'd imagine, for good or for bad, they'll make up the spine of the team. And well, but we need a new goalkeeper. Obviously, I know that they've no spoke to any of the goalkeepers, but I don't know. That is quite interesting. That that's where Celtic have uh, have rolled out to the media to talk about the new manager, and his recruitment is going to be just huge. I mean, time's running out. The I know we've got these European games, as you talked about, but I'm not holding out much hope for us to do much in Europe next season. I think it's just a step too far for a new manager, a new style of playing. I mean, the turnover on the squad. I think there'll be players, players leaving soon and some big players, so it's huge that we get good money for them and that Ange gets his... He gets his players in that he wants and the club want as soon as possible and if we can make some good signings I think that'll take back some of the season ticket holders I know that are possibly swithering about renewing them though because of what's been a 
catastrophic last year at Parkhead? Yeah, no, I think um, just on your point there about the, the European games, um, obviously it's important that we've put ourselves in the best position possible with those games coming up, but I, I'm in the same camp as you. I'm not holding out too much hope, certainly not for the Champions League qualifiers anyway, with us on that, that tougher league route this year as well. It was interesting sort of who they'd, they'd spoken with there. Um, Callum McGregor and, and um, James Forrest yesterday, obviously two of the longest serving players at the club now, that Scott Brown's away. To use a good bit of gig pod there, but um, yeah, no, I, I mean, there's only so much you can read into these sorts of comments. Stephen Welsh obviously won't be going anywhere. He's just signed a new four-year deal. I'm not too sure who actually offered him it, albeit. But um, yes, that is interesting. And just a button talk about Scott Brown. I mean, I wonder if he was just decided I'm fed up waiting and just decided to leave because of what was happening to Celtic. And we did see him wearing an Aberdeen top the other day, which was. Surreal, and we're probably going to put Audrey first game of the season. That's my prediction. But uh, no, uh, back to you talking about uh, the players that were interviewed. Yeah, no, it was a, a strange sight that yesterday, wasn't it? It was, uh, in the, the red of Aberdeen. But uh, I, I think it is important that, that we do try and, and retain as many of these players as we can. Obviously, the likes of Ayer and Edward, I, I think you know they, they will leave the club. I've been certain of that since... This time last year, to be honest, that they'd be gone at, at the end of of, um, of that season. But as I say, you, you can't read too much into these comments, but I'm, I'm hopeful that, albeit there's been this kind of drop-off in Callum McGregor's form over the last 12 months and he has been criticised, but I still think on his day and, and under the right manager, he is a brilliant, brilliant player. And, you know, you're thinking he'll probably be the, the captain going forward. He was certainly vice-captain and, and captain more often than not last season in Brown's absence. So I, I would like to think that he'll be retained. I don't think we can afford to lose any more key players this summer. So I would be hoping that him, Forrest, Tumble as well. And, and as I say, I didn't think Welsh would be going anywhere anyway. But you, you would hope certainly that, that those three will, will be here next season and, and will make up the, the spine of the team, as you say. Right, so if we just talk about like the sort of start to the league season that Ange might have, it's not going to be easy. I mean, if the reverse of fixtures like they usually do, we could have Livingston, Aberdeen, Hibs and Rangers all away in the first 11 games. So, I don't know, really his... Uh, I'm sure he knows what he's stepping into here. I mean, he'll not be daft. He'll have looked up what's happening at Celtic, but it really is going to be a difficult job for him. And if he can pull it off... Well done to him, because I think a lot of people are expecting him to fail because of the difficult situation he's going to be in. But I don't know, he talks well and the teams do apparently play good football. So I don't know, it's good. It's really apparent when he gets off to a good start, though. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, one thing we do need to, to be, I think, is patient. I know it's easier said than done, particularly with the, the last season that we've just had there. But you know, it's important he doesn't have an awful start, essentially. I think it is going to be a very difficult start with the, the qualifiers there, as we say, on that tougher league route in the Champions League as well. Some of the fixtures you were just reading off there as well, Pataudry, Ibrox, and the, the Tony Macaroni as well. So it's certainly a, a difficult start for him there as well, if, if that is to do the fixtures. Um I just you're just hoping sort of that there is the signs there early early doors that he is able to get the players in and, and there is signs there that there is an improvement that we are you know implementing a new style and and that we can maybe get one or two results in the the opening couple of months there that that do sort of make people sit up and say oh hold on a minute maybe this is 
maybe this is the, the right choice for us and, and maybe we are going in the right direction now. So, as I say, I think patience is required. It's important that he gets off to, to certainly an all-right start there. And, and if he can get one or two big results in the opening sort of 11 rounds of fixtures in the league and, and any anything he can get in Europe, I suppose, at this point is a, a, a bonus, really. Um, but no, it's, it's certainly going to be a difficult start there. So... I think a bit of, bit of perspective is certainly, certainly required. Right, and that's the end of our special podcast uh, episode of The New Manager. Thanks very much for joining us, Punkphone. Pleasure chatting with you as always, John. Right, and you can follow us on Twitter at GigPod. Leave us the usual five-star ratings and great reviews on the usual places. You know what to find us by now. Steve will be back next week with a season-by-season review of last year, and we're looking at November, which wasn't a great month, to put it mildly featuring some rather embarrassing European results and just some terrible, terrible performances, which thankfully means Spunkphone won't be involved in that. Somebody else has to deal with that terrible bunch. But anyway, thanks for listening. We'll speak to you soon and hail, hail. Podcast Network.